Wanted to mention a big thank you to many of those who subscribe to this channel. I mentioned last episode that 74%, mm-hmm. over 74% of the people who watch okay. our videos aren't subscribed. So we're, we're getting, we're breaking that number down a little bit. Well, I subscribed. I I, I just oh, hit did. the I hit the button that says subscribe, and like nothing happened. So uh, I just did it. Uh, maybe I, I might have even subscribed a few times. Could you subscribe more than once? No, I think you could just subscribe once. To be honest, all right, because most of the stuff that I'm involved in technolo- technologically doesn't really work. I don't know if it's a fault in the systems or just I don't know uh, how the technology works. Uh, so I I tend to have to repeat those things. So uh, I sort of black button that says subscribe so i hit subscribe because you mentioned it so i'm sure many thousands of others did the same thing and became conscious of it i never noticed it before totally totally well thank you everybody for joining us back on the daily thread okay so today happens to be the art site of your son-in-law of my brother-in-law chaim moshe ben biyam we had a beautiful yesterday uh Today's the art site, and it's been four years, four years since his passing. Yeah, I, it's it's like you said, four years, and, um, you know, it's, it's uh, what can I tell you, it's, uh, it's a short time and also a long time. Yeah. Um, uh, four years is relatively a very brief amount of time in the realm of things, generally speaking, in one's life. Um, but um, at, the, at the same time, uh, watching uh, the family... He left here, uh, uh, evolve and develop and grow. It's just, it's just staggering and, and impressive, uh, really beyond words, uh, frankly, to tell you how I, how I really feel about it. You have to understand when he passed away four years ago, he had a one-year-old, and uh, today she's five years old, and she's a young lady, and um, and uh, and the other kids, what can I tell you? I mean, David wasn't bar mitzvah yet. Today he's already 15 and a half. And uh, Nissen um, uh, is just a little bit of, uh, behind him, about a year and a half behind him. He's, uh, he's 14 already, 14 plus, uh, uh, plus a few months. And, uh, and Yosef is starting to, you know, learn his posture for his bar mitzvah, which is going to be in about, uh, I guess, uh, a year and a half. And uh, then Gabriel uh, also, he's a young man, a uh, young mature man of um, almost nine years old. And uh, then Rosie, of course, who's named for my mother, like all the Rosies in our family, and um, it's just uh, it's just a remarkable thing to uh, to watch it uh, uh, evolve and, and and unfold. And uh, now they have an uh, extraordinary stepfather in uh, in Jeremy. So yeah. um, we remember uh, Moshe today and uh, the role he played in our lives. And uh, and yesterday, like you said, we had a Hachanasa Sefer Torah. So uh, you know. Maishi is uh, in our heart and on our minds, and his Sefer Torah is now always going to be in our arms. Absolutely, and of course, we uh, we would have loved to have done the the Sefer Torah much sooner um, to commemorate his first yard site, but COVID played a role in, in sort of pushing that out. Uh, but yesterday it was done. There was many many people who came. We danced around the block. We sang. We danced. Uh, the kids danced at the Sefer Torah, and now. Uh, the Torah is is how much she lives on in this world. Um, so I think you'll show a little clip, maybe if you have time to from from yesterday. Sure, uh, I'll show uh, I'll show a clip right here. Yeah, show a little clip that you sent around to the family uh, uh, earlier today, and um, yeah, earlier today, and uh, and let's share it with uh, 
uh, with the people uh, who uh, listen to us. And, uh, you know, by virtue of them listening to us, they're in a way part of our lives every single day, yeah. I guess. Getting to our first story for today, um, over the weekend, a lot happened. More yes. than the world changed. Ever, the more world than, might more have changed. Than, yeah, more than, yeah, it, quite frankly, that's, that's what happened. <coughs> the world changed over the weekend. You know, people woke up on Shabbos morning, Monday Shabbos, turned on their phone, and they're like, SVB Bank collapsed. And you're like, what? That's the 13th largest bank, 13th or 16th largest bank in the country. Yeah, 16th, and, yeah. And they ultimately could not fulfill the deposits, the withdrawals, anything that people were trying to do in that bank. There are, there are many people who've had tens of millions of dollars. One very notably, Oprah Winfrey had $590 million in that bank. Oh, we yeah. All know if, really? We all know that the FDIC, ins- you know, what's insured is $250,000. Yeah, per account, so, $250,000. So for uh, all for all those who don't know what happened, uh, but why don't you give us a sixty second recap? <laughs> I met. I read that Mark Cuban had uh, ten ten million dollars in that bank too. By the way, oh really? Between, between eight and ten million dollars. Well, what happened? It's called the Silicon Valley Bank (SVB), and it, it mostly serves Silicon Valley. And I saw a financial reporter uh, said this morning that most of those companies are awash with. Um, uh, with cash, they got plenty of money. Um, what happened with the? Uh, I guess they made some bad investments. They were deeply. Uh, this particular bank was deeply invested in um, in treasury bonds and uh, at low interest rate, and the interest rate uh, went up tremendously. It doubled and tripled uh, over the last uh, over the last year. Uh, you know, so much for the strength of the of the Biden economy, and then that. That what what the Treasury people, what the financial people in Washington really feared, is a, a domino uh, uh, process uh, that it's going to people are going to start panicking and starting withdrawing their money from all banks, and before you know it, the yeah. banking system will will collapse. So you know, I don't want to scare anybody, but there's a bank here in New York that also was taken over over the overnight by the uh, by the federal government, Signature Bank, and they have a branch uh, not far from. Your office, our office here, uh, in in Cedarhurst, uh, up in I believe it's in uh, Woodmere on uh, Broadway. They have bank and a lot of the local organizations and a lot of the business people in this community uh, have have their money in that bank. And uh, uh, from what I read, uh, that bank's problem was they were deeply invested in uh, in cryptocurrencies. And, oh, wow. uh, and they just, uh, Bitcoin, I don't know what Bitcoin is worth today, but it's not worth what it was worth uh, six months ago or a year ago. Uh, so, it, you know, it's like if like you, you go to Atlantic City or to uh, Las Vegas and you make certain bets uh, or you uh, bet on the Super Bowl, on FanDuel, you could bet, uh, you know, a couple of million dollars and you could, you could win or lose. If you lose, you lose. Yeah. Anyway, the government is uh, assuring people their actual depositors that the money is going to be uh, safe that uh, they can withdraw their money if they want to. Starting today, it's going to be covered by some kind of uh, smoke and mirrors thing, some kind of delusional things hatched by uh, President Biden's Treasury people. Uh, and one of the lies he uh, spewed this morning was that it's not going to cost the taxpayer anything. So where's the money going to come from? He says, yeah, are, they, are uh, they just going to be printing? Are they just going to be printing hundreds of hundreds of millions of dollars? Like how does this work? Well, he said the money's going to come from a special fund that banks pay in. I don't see how really? they're going to, how they're going to recover, 
you know, I, I think uh, the Silicon Valley Bank had uh, over $220 billion in assets. Uh, Signature Bank, hundred and over $100 billion uh, in, in assets. But, um, you know, Biden said this morning that the management of these banks are going to be fired. Yeah. Um, so those guys need jobs. They're going to end up somewhere because they have great financial experience. It's like, you know, it's like when you see on a Shinnok resume that the father of the girl or the mother of the girl or the boy is in finance and you're so very impressed they're in finance. Then you do a little bit of research, you find out that they owe $20 million to somebody. So listen, you could be deep in debt and you could be in finance. So uh, it depends uh, how you would translate uh, what that means. I can't, you're so far away from me on the screen. I can't see the reaction on your face. I can't I'm see if you're- I'm giving a little, a little bit of a smirk. I can't see if you're smirking or rolling your eyes. <laughs> Anyways, what does this mean for what does this mean for us? So here's a, a headline in Yeshiva World: Concern in the Olam HaTorah. Bali Tzedakah had funds in SVP. Uh, they they definitely got that wrong. It's SVB. We hope right. we'll survive. We hope we'll survive the crisis. A number of of well-known Bali Tzedakah who donate tens of millions of dollars to the Olam HaTorah had funds in the Silicon Valley Bank that collapsed on Friday. This was reported by Kikar Hashabat. Uh, this is a huge crisis, an associate of one of the affected Bali Tzedakah told Kikar, I know of many Bali Tzedakah who had their money there and didn't manage to withdraw it in time. This could harm a number of large kolim that are supported by Gvirim, who lost a lot of money in the collapse. A lot of tefillos are needed now. We hope we survive the crisis. So it's scary. It's scary because people actually lost millions of dollars overnight. And I'm just curious, does this mean that the bank, you know, you said before that they had $220 million in, a in assets. Billion, billion. The billion dollars in assets. Does this mean that they have zero dollars left? No, no, no. The money, the, there's, there's, there's plenty of money there. The, the, there's plenty of money there. It's just uh, uh, they didn't go broke. Uh, the government took it over because they didn't like the direction it was going in. So the government wants to get rid of the current management that's not doing the proper job and put their own managers in place and uh, put the place back on the right track. Um, well, how come, how come people weren't able to withdraw money then if, if, if they had money in the bank? I think things were a little bit up in the air, a little bit in turmoil. Overnight, I heard that the uh, SVB Bank in uh, England was bought by HSBC. So there are opportunities here for banks to take over these banks. And in the case of SVB uh, or in Signature, a bank like, uh, like, like Chase or... Uh, or some other large banks, uh, uh, like Bank of America, maybe or Chase. Uh, the larger banks may have an opportunity here to, you know, get a few uh, tens of thousands or more customers and uh, take over uh, tens, if not hundreds, of billions of dollars in assets. So it's an opportunity at the right time, under the right conditions, uh, for some of the banks to uh, expand uh, their 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 assets and uh, their customer base. So there are, listen, in every disaster, there's always, uh, you know, uh, opportunities uh, that could be taken advantage of and turned into uh, turned into a positive. But there are, I saw a thing this morning, I don't know if I sent it to you, about a few more banks that may be on the radar screen of the feds. You have that? Did I send that to you? Uh, you didn't, but I'd love to hear about it. Okay. Uh, one of them is just to my left down the block. It's uh, Dime Bank. Is, oh, no. uh Why, are you... <laughs> are you on Dime Bank? I am uh, not. You know, uh, we are. I, I have to tell you. I mean, we'll talk about it more when we get closer to uh, closer to that time. But uh, you know that we're thinking of, we're going away for Pesach uh, to some friends of ours, 
that run a hotel for Pesach that are good friends of ours. And uh, they sent out an email last night. If you're thinking about wiring us any money, don't until further notice. They don't want because they're really? a sign, they're a signature bank and they don't know if they're going to be able to get their money out. So they said, don't wire us any money. Okay, the exits that are on the Fed's radar are New York Community Bank, uh, Dime Bank, and also First Republic Bank. So I don't know what First Republic Bank is. Uh, Community Bank, I know there's a branch somewhere in Brooklyn. I don't think there's. A, I don't think these are big banks. Dime, Dime could be a big, big bank. But l l let me let me tell you something. You know, a hundred years ago, almost a hundred years ago, there was a depression uh, in New York. Uh, my mother used to tell me about it. She was a little girl. She was born here in New York. My mom was in 1921, and um, her father had a, a jewelry store uh, in Manhattan, and. Um, just uh, business just collapsed in all in all sectors. Banks failed, uh, businesses failed, and uh, and uh, there was a depression. It took years for the economy to to recover, uh, to come back. Uh, more recently, back in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, there was a big crisis when overnight uh, big investment companies like Lehman Brothers and Bear Stearns disappeared, disappeared overnight, closed down, gone, vermacht, finished, gone. And people lost everything they had there. Now, what the president said this morning is that people's deposits are going to be safe, but investors in the bank, if you owned SVB bank stock, it's gone. You lost. So I don't know how much Oprah Winfrey had in bank stock or if she had that, those cash assets. Uh, I don't know exactly what, what she had, but it's in the government's interest, obviously, to... Uh, to straighten everything out as soon as possible and maintain confidence uh, in the banking system in the country. Uh, now, in terms of the stock market, the market it was up a couple of hundred points. It's now, it's now down about just 31 points. So um, I think uh, what that indicates, I've always thought of the stock market as being uh, a barometer that takes the temperature of the country to see how it's feeling. So yeah. right now it looks like it's feeling not so great, but not so bad. I guess we'll see how things shake up over the next couple of weeks. This is obviously something that's uh, troubling, and you're wondering how something like this happened. We're supposed to trust banks to uh, act responsibly and hold on to our money, um, or at least invest it carefully, and it seems like that wasn't the case here. Well, another thing I read in the Wall Street Journal over the weekend was that on Friday, just before the federal government took over SVB Bank, they paid bonuses to 8,000 employees. Uh, they paid they paid bonuses of between forty thousand and one hundred and twenty thousand dollars to eight thousand employees. You know how much money that is. You know how many millions and millions of dollars that is. So somebody here uh, really is just watching out for themselves and not for their customers, and that's the part that uh, to me is very unnerving and and troubling. Hundred percent. That is. Uh... By the way, there's an SVB bank in Tel Aviv also. And uh, there were pictures on the Israeli press of people trying to get into the SVB bank and the doors being locked. But I'm sure uh, I'm sure it'll all be uh, straightened out by by tomorrow morning. You think so? I think so. The the, the United States of America, uh, and that's another conversation we can have. Of course, the world has shifted uh, more than just uh, between uh, two banks being taken over by the federal government. Um, I don't know what you have on your phone there, but you know, over the weekend, uh, Saudi Arabia announced that they're renewing diplomatic relationships with Iran in a uh, uh, a an agreement that was uh, facilitated, negotiated by China. So you know, slowly but surely, America is being kicked to the side of the road. 
Well, why would I mean Saudi Arabia has relation? Does, does Saudi Arabia have still have relationships with Israel? Saudi Arabia doesn't have official relationships with Israel, but uh, Israel and Netanyahu has said uh, since he became prime minister a few months ago that he's hoping to expand the Abraham Accords by being able to sign an agreement with uh, Saudi Arabia. Um, I think it's probably still possible. I don't think Iran wants to recruit Saudi Arabia to become anti-Israel, and I don't think it's in China's best interest either. The point is that uh, Biden's asleep uh, trying to focus on equity uh, on all levels without thinking about competence, competence, which is sorely lacking in the Biden administration. In the meantime, China and Russia and Iran and North Korea and now uh, the biggest player in the Middle East, the Saudis, are uh, becoming the uh, the big kids. Well, Joe yes. is doing what Joe does. <sighs> Joe, someone I saw a thing this morning. I said uh, Joe thought that daylight savings was another bank. Oh, very good. By the way, daylight savings. How's that been going for you? <laughs> you know, it used to be a big deal for me. It doesn't matter to me now. It only, only the only thing that changes is what time you what time you can dive in my roof. That's the only thing that changes. What else changes in your life besides that? That uh, or or if you're a kid. We used to be very excited about changing the clock this time of year because that means we could stand outside and play ball till much later in the evening. Yeah. Um, so a what, couple what of does it mean in, to you? Well, a couple of things. First of all, I have a young child, so um, she's been waking up uh, conceivably later, I mean, because of the change of the clock. So this morning she woke up at 8.30, which is oh, usually 7.30. Good. Maybe yeah, you should, it's great. Well, you should have moved your clock two hours ahead. Then she'd be waking up even later. You know what? That's that's a great idea. I still, uh, to be honest, I still think it's really goofy that we change the clock. I feel like it should stay on daylight savings times. So I don't think we should. I don't think we should change it back. Wait, when you when you used to go to camp, it didn't change the clock in camp. No, we my camp didn't do camp time. Oh, I don't know why, but almost every camp I ever went to always had camp time. For that's some so reason. weird. Uh, I like, know, I know. But why is it so weird? If you call, pick up the phone now and speak to somebody in Dallas, it's two hours earlier in Dallas. Or if you speak to somebody in Los Angeles, it's three hours earlier. That's not weird. Call Israel, and it's, uh, what time is it here now? One o'clock? So it's eight o'clock in the evening uh, in Israel. Well, nothing weird about that. You can't just change the clock in a camp and, um, like, just, just like that. It just doesn't make sense to me. You can't just well, change, like... Imagine Yeshiva said, "Okay, we're changing. We're we're adopting Israel time. Like you can't do that." No, that the, the reason they do that uh, in other parts of the world is because of the position of the sun. Uh, although I there are part, there are parts of the world where uh, it's daylight uh, so almost twenty four hours a day. Right. You know, places like Alaska, like Alaska in Iceland. You know, uh, the land of the midnight sun. The the sun's yeah. always out. That, well, that's something a else. Something yeah. else that it means is that Fridays are now days where you can do stuff, and and Shabbos day is a longer day, and bye bye are the Matzah Shabbosim of, I guess hitting town. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe my life changed over the last uh, I don't know ten ten years or so. Uh, I don't hit the town. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not interested. A longer Matzah Shabbos doesn't mean that much to me. You know, it's uh, a long Shabbos day. You maybe get an extra hour of your napping. No, because uh, you reach a certain point in life when the more you sleep on Shabbos afternoon, the less you sleep on Saturday night. So uh, there's no free ride. 
You know, the, everything's a quid pro quo. Uh, really? One way or another, you got to pay. If you're gonna, you want to sleep three hours Shabbos afternoon, you can look forward to being up at 2 a.m. Sunday morning. Must be hard. Yes, it's, uh, it's, not, it's not that difficult, but it's just one of those things that you have to, uh, to consider. Um, you know, when I was your age, uh, maybe a little younger even, uh, I used to be able to sleep 12 hours Friday night to Shabbos morning, go to sleep 8 o'clock, wake up 8 o'clock, you know, nonstop, without a break, you know. What do you think it is about, about getting older in age that makes you wake up at 4 a.m.? Um, I don't know. I saw, uh, it could be, um, it could be, um, it could be, uh, something, uh, in, emotionally, it could be physical, you know, um, I saw something somewhere in a book that said, uh, sometimes you're in pain, your neck hurts, you sleep in the wrong position, you know, your hand gets numb and it startles you up. Um, uh, I'll tell you that, uh, I saw, uh, a, uh, I saw a line in a book that said, uh, if you don't have pain uh, by the time you're 60 years old, that's because you're probably dead. So, you know, <laughs> when you reach 60, you pass 60, something's going to hurt you. It could be arthritis. It could be your wrist. It could be your hands. Uh, it could be your neck. Uh, you know, I'm talking about nothing uh, serious, just little, uh, little, little things here and there. Um, you know, I had also, uh, I had a dream last week. You want to hear about my dream? Oh, yeah. Well, what was that? I don't know. Uh, I had a dream last week one night. Uh, I woke up. Uh, I, I, I was someplace in Manhattan, uh, and I parked my car somewhere. And I, where the meeting was and what building it was in was inconsequential. I don't even huh. know myself. All I know is that okay. I, came out, I came out and I couldn't find my car. It was a combination of I couldn't find my car and I forgot where I parked, you know? And it was so frustrating. I had things in the car that I needed and it was so real. I was so, so frustrated. But I can't tell you how 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 surprised and and, and glad I was when I woke up and I suddenly it occurred to me, I, probably when I woke up for the first 30 seconds, I was so upset that I couldn't find my car. And then I realized... Oh my God, that was a dream. That's not real. My car's in the driveway, and I was so, I was so, so pleased that that, that was only a dream. But I've had, I'm sure, I don't know if you have any dreams like that ever, where you think something is really real, and then you uh, wake up and you're so gratified that it was only a dream. You ever have a dream like, like that? Sounds like a nightmare. Well, it, it's it's a nightmare that turned into turned into a dream. Yeah. It happens. That's, uh, that's happened to me. I, I have a, a recurring dream. Um, I have a recurring dream where um, um, I have this dilemma because um, I used to work for this company back in the 1980s and 1990s, uh, you know, on a consultant basis. And I, I have this dream that I, I'm still getting paid from them. Uh, and I don't want to stop getting paid, uh, but I have nothing to do. And I haven't done anything for them for the longest time. So why are they paying me? That's yeah. very strange. Have you checked you know? your bank account? No, there's no, that's the dream. The money's not there. But then I wake up and I say, oh, my God, thank God that wasn't real. Because this is crazy. Because I was feeling, I don't know if I was feeling guilt or I was feeling upset, but I was in the office sometimes. And I was, when I was in the office, there was nothing to do. Anyway, it started to sound crazy, even to me. Yeah, well, anyways, tune in tomorrow for another episode of Daily Thread to hear more about my father's dreams. It's. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I can have as many dreams as you have episodes. So, uh, yeah, you're putting we'll a lot, of, you're putting a, putting a lot of pressure on me.
Yeah. Anyways, count your dollars. Make sure your money is safe in the bank. We'll be back at you with another episode tomorrow of The Daily Thread. Have a great day.